This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And let me introduce to you um, someone who sh um, should not be a stranger to most. This is J.D. Lemming. And uh, J.D. is a graphic designer by trade and moonlights as a pastor um, uh, amongst teenagers. <laughs> He's actually our youth coordinator yes. and um, volunteer. Uh, so you know he really believes in it. And um, I do. Yes. we had a spectacular time on Friday night playing air hockey with a collection of teens from uh, St. Bart's and elsewhere. And uh, yeah. we didn't do very well, did we? Uh, we did terrible. Yeah, but they, yeah. yeah. You kind of have to let them win the first time through. Uh, JD is going to be a, a preaching, so let me pray for him. And um, if you want to extend a hand of blessing towards him, let's pray. Lord, thank you for JD. Thank you for the heart you've given him. Thank you for the gift that he is to so many. We ask that you would come now and speak to us through these words he's prepared. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, today we're going to be stepping away from the lectionary and loose gospel just for today uh, to talk about one of our values. Uh, obviously, all of our values are meant to lead us to uh, behold God and become like Him. And Dave talked about hospitality and Chris talked about uh, rootedness. And today we're going to talk about authenticity. And authenticity is one of the things that drew us to this church. We love this church. Katie and I love St. Bart's, and one of the primary reasons is because this community is a community marked by authenticity. So many of you have held our stories with care and with honor and with love, and that space that you created for us has been able to allow us to heal and to encounter Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. So authenticity is very important to me, so I was very excited when I was asked to talk about authenticity because it's part of the reason why we're here. I can think about the, the many times we were at Glenn and Stacy's house for a pastorate or small group, just praying together, eating dinner together. I mean, we spent a good portion of COVID with Chris and Jennifer because they live in our neighborhood and we just were together as a family. Uh, Andy and Whitney's pastorate as well. And then the countless coffees that I've had with Bill at White Rock Coffee. Um, and I get emotional just thinking about it because I love you so much. Uh, just holding my struggles with faith, my struggles with life, and being able to just be authentic in this community has been so important for us. Because here at St. Bart's, we want to be a community marked by authenticity so that we can behold God and become like him. And I remember very early on in a sermon, the priest said, um, we will not be a church that is sanitary, but we will be safe. And that has stuck with us for several years now. And it's true, we are a messy church. The lemmings are very messy. 
and you want to see some mess, just get some of these families together afterwards and go get lunch and watch the insanity ensue with the kids. I think my kid was eating food under the table one time. Like it just gets absolutely crazy, but it's a beautiful mess because it's, it's our mess. But authenticity is still really hard to do. And authenticity is difficult because it requires so much vulnerability and it requires us to take risk. What if we're rejected? What if we're denied or what if we're mocked? And out there, that might be what happens in the world, but not here, not with us here at St. Parks, not as followers of Jesus. We hold each other's stories with honor and with care, but authenticity is still risky. And why take the risk? We take the risk because I promise you on the other side of authenticity is new life. It's like a seed that falls into the ground and it breaks open in the darkness and out of it comes new life, a shoot of new growth and becomes a flower or a very strong oak tree. There is new life on the other side of authenticity if we're willing to take the risk. But the biggest problem that we have with authenticity is that it is so natural for us to want to hide. It is very natural for me to want to hide. And I think about Genesis chapter three, when Adam and Eve disobey God and they, their eyes are opened. And then here comes God walking in the cool of the day. And he's like, where are y'all at? And he can't find them. And Adam calls out, and what does Adam say? He says, I was afraid because I was naked, and so I hid. And if I could summarize the human condition in one sentence, and my own condition in one sentence, this would be it. Here I am, I'm afraid, I'm completely exposed, and I hide. And worst of all, we hide our hearts not just from one another, but we hide our hearts from God. So authenticity is hard. I get it, I know it. And just recently in preparing for this, it's funny how, how God brings things in your life in preparation for these moments. So this has really been for me. <laughs> so recently, uh, Andrew got in trouble and he, he lied and he was caught in his lie. He was lying to us. And sometimes you can tell as parents, right? You can tell if your kid is lying, but this wasn't so obvious. Well, eventually the truth came out and uh, there were definitely, there were consequences, but it terrified me. And Katie and I looked at one another and it terrified us, not because of the offense that he had done, that was the least of my concerns. It terrified me because he was hiding his heart from me and I couldn't find my son. It was like, where is he? It was like a shroud of darkness had, had descended on his heart and I could not find him. And I think the truth is, for many of us, that's probably how we respond. When I get afraid and I feel exposed, I wanna hide my heart. But God is calling us out of hiding to be children in the light. Hmm. If you look at page 10 of your worship guide, your bulletin, you'll see uh, the first authenticity is the first value listed. I'm just gonna read it for you real quickly. God knows us and loves us. 
I mean, we could stop right there and probably spend the rest of our lives thinking and living into that reality that God knows us and he loves us. So we seek to be honest about who we truly are and we trust that in his grace, God loves us in our brokenness. I mean, it's like God is waiting on us to open our hearts. We're not waiting on God, he is waiting on us to be truthful, to be honest about who we are. And in our sinfulness and our brokenness, we are hidden from him and distant from him. But he wants to draw us close. So that's why we pray the Collect for Purity. Every Sunday morning, before we, we start, Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Everything is visible to God. God knows all. And it's not to like wag a finger at you, like you better watch out. No, it's so that you know that God loves you even in your brokenness. There is nothing hidden from him. So we pray the collect every day or every Sunday. And then we also read 1 John, if you remember, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So confess and come out of hiding and bring your heart in authenticity. And here's why authenticity is, is so important. Authenticity is the pathway into intimacy with God and to intimacy with others. It is the doorway into intimacy with God. This is true of any relationship, whether you're friends or you're married. If you don't have authenticity, you don't have intimacy. Katie knows when I am hiding my heart. Katie knows when I am distant from her. But intimacy begins when I stop pretending and authentically offer myself to another to be known. And our deepest desire and longing is to be known by God authentically. Not to pretend, but to be authentically known by God. Let me tell you the rest of the story about Andrew. Um, so he was caught in his lie and we confronted him and he confessed and there was sorrow and there were tears and we embraced one another. And it was like, there was my son. I finally found him in his authenticity. And he, he asked me, do you still think I'm a good boy? <laughs> and it, it makes me very emotional to think about it, but the answer is yes, a thousand percent. I think you're a good boy and I love you. Was our intimacy broken? Yes. Our relationship was still strong. Hmm. Church family, God knows you and he loves you. And he's longing to embrace you. He wants you to be authentic because he wants to be close to you. God wants to draw close to you. And when I think about this journey of authenticity that leads to an intimacy with God, 
I have thought about it in, in four different phases, and I've thought about this for years with even my counselor, and we talk about this many times. It's like the first phase we have is like this master-servant relationship, and think about Downton Abbey where there's an upstairs and a downstairs, and the two only meet in the middle when there's a transaction to be made or business to be done. And here we ask the question, who's in charge? And obviously, God is in charge. This is not bad, but maybe there's more to it than just that. Maybe we don't just stay there. Maybe we move into a relationship where it's more of a parent and child. And for me, the image of father and son is very strong. Maybe for you, it's another image. But we draw closer to God. And the question that we ask here is that, is it okay to be the sinner that I am? And the answer is yes. Now, by all means, don't go sin so that grace may abound, right, Paul says. But this is more nuanced. I I didn't say when Andrew lied, I didn't put him in the back of the vehicle, drive him back to Baylor Hospital and said, you can take him back. I don't want him. No, it's okay who he is because I love him. And maybe we move into another phase, maybe there's more, something I call friendship, where we are friends with God and we draw closer to God and he draws us in close. This is walking with God in the cool of the day. And the question that we ask here, is it okay to be alone with you? And the answer is yes. Now, if I had to be honest, I think I'm somewhere between two and three. I'm still growing. But I think there's even more. And I get glimpses of this final phase, this this relationship with God, that God is a lover. He is a lover of my soul. And we are so united with God that his desires become our desires. His will becomes what we want more than anything else. And we long for him. And here in this unity, we ask the question, am I willing to let it all go? Am I willing to let Dallas go? Am I willing to let my unhealthy ambition go? Am I willing to let everything go, surrender my life to God? And it reminds me of uh, my favorite scene from The Princess Bride. Have you seen the movie? It's like the greatest movie ever made. Um, When Princess Buttercup pushes the dread Pirate Roberts down the hill, and he's comedically falling down the hill, you know, as you wish, it's very funny. She realizes that it's her dear Wesley. And what does she do? She throws herself down the hill in reckless abandon. Because she throws herself, she lets it all go, and she throws herself towards her love. And I think this is what God is calling us to. Again, I'm not there. I get moments of that, and I want to be there. But it all starts back at the beginning with authenticity. If you look back at page 10, the two things in bold that we are told to do is to seek and to trust. We start to seek to be honest about who we truly are and we trust that in his grace, God loves us in our brokenness. So I don't know where you are this morning. Maybe, maybe authenticity is still hard for you, and that's okay. 
Give yourself some grace. Whatever authenticity you can give and bring to God, give it. And I promise you, you will start to find healing on the other side. Here in a minute, we're gonna take the elements in the communion meal. And when you receive the bread and the wine, think about Jesus, who was the most authentic person who ever lived. And in his most authentic moment, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But forgiveness was also on his lips. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. I wanna be like that in my most authentic moment. Yes, I feel forsaken, but forgiveness is on my lips. God loves you and he wants to draw close to you. And authenticity is the doorway, the pathway into that intimacy with God. So that's my challenge for you this morning. Maybe you just wanna come forward in a few minutes and when you take the elements, just say, Jesus, I love you. Or maybe Jesus, forgive me. Whatever you can bring, bring it to God because God wants to be close to you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your life that you have given for us. You have so loved the world. Hmm. Jesus, you love each of us where we are, even in our brokenness. Help us to live into that reality and help us to know it, that you want to draw close to us. And I pray all of this, Jesus, in your name. Amen.